Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to turn in your Bibles today to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Don't, I don't think I have a long sermon today, but it's one I feel like is going to bring some breakthrough in some people's lives right now. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And we're going to begin reading today in verse 7. Thank you, Jesus. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land of brooks of water. Of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley. Of vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. In which you will lack nothing. Everybody say, that's me right there in Jesus' name. That's me. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full. Listen what God says. Then. Everybody shout then. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware. He says, I need to, he says, in this thing, you need to watch out for one thing. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and you have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and a thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of a flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do, or to, to do good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember, everybody shall remember. Now say it like you got the Holy Ghost. There you go. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Watch this. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he might establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. I'm gonna read a couple more scriptures, but before we leave this passage, I want to just point out to you that it was not a question whether God was going to do it. It was not a question whether he was going to bless them or he was going to give them the land. He said, no, 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 I'm going to do it. He said, but I need to warn you that you don't forget me when you get in it. 
He said, because then all of a sudden something can change in your life. He said, but if you'll remember me when you get in it, I'll continue to send you through it. Stay with me today. Now I want you to go to the 77th Psalm. Psalm 77 today. Uh, Everybody shout remember. Oh, well, praise God. That was a few of you. Amen. It's a Memorial Day, so I have to I have to be a little bit easy with y'all. I know you got grilling on your mind and all the other stuff. I just thank God that you showed up to the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Psalm seventy-seven ten, and watch this. Listen to what uh, 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 the Bible says. I will remember. I'll remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I'll remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who is, who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You will have your arm redeemed, your redeem your people. You have uh, with your arm redeemed your people, your sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. One more passage. Well, two more. Stay with me. Jonah chapter 2. And we're going to turn it all together in just a moment. Jonah chapter 2 and verse 7. Jonah 2 and verse 7. Listen to what the Bible says here today. Praise God. Listen to what Jonah said. When my soul fainted within me, what did he do? He said, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Watch this. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Now watch verse 10 right here. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry ground. He said, Jonah, when you remembered me, what had you held down released you into your purpose. We're going to go somewhere today. Now I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 here. Praise God. I told you we were going to go back to this verse. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. What did he say? Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 25. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me of me for as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes I just stopped by this morning on this Memorial Day weekend to just preach from the subject title for a moment I remember 
I remember. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today that there would be such an anointing fall on this house right now that any and every uh, uh, barrier or opposition to communication would come down now. Any and every hindrance to your word being preached or for or the, uh, a hindrance to your people receiving the word would come down now in the name of Jesus. I pray today, God, that anybody that has lost their memory of what you have done, I pray that there would be, uh, Lord, there would be an anointing that would pull them back and they would begin to remember how good you've been and what you've done for them in their moments of weakness and their moments of darkness. And I pray that in that time it would cause a thanksgiving praise and a heart of worship to arise in them that ain't there now. I pray, God, that you would cause people to begin to thank you for stuff that they can't even see right now, that they don't even know it's going to come right now. They don't even know how it's going to come. But when they begin to thank you, I pray that you take them by the hand and you walk them into their promised land today, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, do this for your glory. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. And I pray today, look upon my availability, God, and not my ability, and let me preach with a prophetic utterance, and let me preach as a man from a different world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I give you praise now, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody that agrees, shout amen. Look at three people today and tell them, I remember in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, I remember. I'm going to tie this in. I was, uh, when I was in prayer this past week, I, it, it, I just, I was thinking, I wasn't even really thinking about Memorial Day, but just thinking about the weekend. And, and I felt like just the Lord said, you know, Memorial Day is about remembering. I can't get no help in the back back there. I said Memorial Day is about remembering. And uh, it, it, it's, it's about remembering. It's about memorializing those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy today. Uh, there's, you know, let, can I just get on a soapbox for about 60 seconds and then I'm going to get back in my sermon. For all the people that want our freedoms taken away and for all the people that are bucking the freedom of this nation, I would like just for one month to take them to a place called India. I'd like to just take them, I'd like to take them over to a place that I've been before where you don't have all that and let you spend about a month over there in the slums and let you come on back and see how good we really got it in this blessed United States of America right now. I just like, that's my soapbox, I'm getting off of it now. Memorial Day is a, is, a, is a holiday here in the United States where we remember those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, in our armed forces for our freedom that we enjoy today. It's a time and a day uh, where we stop everything to celebrate. We celebrate the freedom and we celebrate those the lives of those who have paid for that freedom. It, it, it's tough to celebrate Memorial Day weekend without 
having a grateful heart. If you can, if you can go through a weekend like this and not remember anybody that's done anything for you, shame on you. It's tough to walk through a, a, a weekend like this and not at least acknowledge those who have given and paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to have freedom. Can the church say amen to that? Uh, it, 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 you, it brings about a gratefulness in you that might not be in you. And I said all this because I want to point out you this truth this morning. When you remember, when you call to mind things that someone has done for you or to benefit you, it causes you to become thankful. It causes you to become thankful. It causes you to become grateful. It causes you even to become humble. When, when, when something has been done for you and you didn't deserve it and you didn't even know how to manufacture it yourself, you didn't even have the ability to do it, but it was done. All of a sudden, there is a humility that comes in your life and in your heart because you realize that if they had not done it, it would not have gotten done. Stay with me today. Uh, and so when you begin to be thankful for the Lord, we know that being thankful is a command in the Bible. He says this, have you ever wondered what is the will of God for me? Can I tell you what the will of God is for you? That you be thankful in all things. That's what the Bible says, that you give God thanks in everything you walk through, in every season that you face, in every circumstance that comes your way, in every situation. I know that what I'm saying is not easy, but however, it is biblical. When you can develop a spiritual discipline inside of you, that when you are facing even maybe the toughest time of your life, you can still lift your hands and lift your voice and say, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you have done. Even though I don't feel like you're moving, we sing it all the time. I know that you are doing something for me. Even when I can't see that you're moving, I know that you're moving. I realize that when you can go through a time like that and still be thankful, can I tell you there is not much that can take you you out. There is not much that can, I feel like preaching now. There is not much that can pull you down and there is not much that can kill you because you can't kill. You can't take out a thankful person because there's something on the inside of them that no matter what people bring their way and no matter what hell tries to attack them with, they look through all the mess and say, God, I thank you for what you did. I remember how you moved back then and I remember how you're going to move right now. Stay with me for a moment. I, there is something that happens when you begin to remember and God just said stop by this morning and tell there's some folk here that have not remembered in a while. That's why you feel like you're being buried by the darkness. That's why you feel like you can't take another step. That's why you feel like God has left you and forsaken you. The devil is a lie. I said the devil is a I said the devil is a all it is is that you have forgotten what God has done and so he said just come by and remind them what I did back then and when they begin to think about me they're going to remember that I didn't leave them who am I talking to right now I didn't leave you back there and if I didn't leave you in your mess back there I ain't about to leave you right now I didn't leave you when you were alone back then and I'm not going to leave 
leave you alone right now. I'm, child, y'all stay with me here. He said, just go by and remind somebody. There's some people. He said, your breakthrough is on the other side of your memory. Uh, I don't know. I feel the Lord on this thing right now. Uh, you've been praying and you've been fasting. And I'm not saying any of that's bad. Keep doing it. But God said, if I can just get you to remember, all of a sudden you're about to start thanking me. And when you begin to thank me and remember who I am and remember what I've done, he said, I'm going to take you by the hand. Daughter, I'm gonna take you by the hand, son. And what seemed impossible is about to fall in my presence. For the mountains shake in my presence, the walls fall at the command of my word. I'll take you into your breakthrough. I think you ought to give God a praise right now. I, I'm not even preaching yet, but. Sometimes we wonder, well, God, where is my breakthrough? And God's saying, listen, if I can just get you back to remember. If I can just get you back to remember. I, I don't know how it is for some of y'all, but I can tell you in times, Brother Mike, when I'm going through some things, in times when, when I feel like there ain't nobody around, that's just, it's just how I feel. It ain't the truth. Can I stop for 30, 60 seconds and just talk about the church is led way too much by their feelings right now. If God can get you out of your feeling and get you in your faith, there will be a national revival overnight right now. But folk always talk about this is how I feel and this is how I feel and I feel like they said this and I feel like they think that. You don't know what somebody said. You don't know what they think. You perceive it. Who am I talking to right now? You're just all up in your feelings. But if I can get you out of your feeling, church, and get you into your faith, you'll realize I ain't went no I've been there the whole time in Jesus' name. Church has gotten addicted to their feelings. And God said, I didn't tell you to live by your feelings. I, I, can I have 30 more seconds on my soapbox? Uh, I, I hear a lot of the church talking about, I won't take no mark of the beast. I ain't going to do this. I'm saying you can't even take what somebody said. You talking about, you going to stand up talking about, I ain't going to take a mark. You can't even take what somebody said to you. You left the church over what somebody said. You really think you're going to be able to stand in the face of a mark of a beast? I told the truth. Y'all give God praise for five seconds right now. Five, four, three, two. Talking about they won't make me take nothing. They can't even make you get to church. It's the truth, ain't it? I, I believe it is biblical to remember uh, the goodness of God. I, 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 when I think about his goodness, the psalmist said, when I think about how good he's been, and the song says, the way you sing, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me. You know, some people think that's just about emotion, but you've got to understand something. It's not just about emotion. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, I, it makes me want to do something that I won't do for nobody else. 
You see, I, I don't dance for nobody else. I don't worship nobody else. I don't lift my hands to nobody else. But when I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, I'll do it all. I'll even become a little more undignified than what you can see right now. When I remember what he's done. Uh, we're just setting it up today. When I remember what he's done, uh, I, I believe when we've I believe that when we forget what God has done, or even when we forget what somebody else has done to help us, can I say that even? Because we ought to be thankful. The Bible says we ought to exhort one another while the day is still light right now. And so, so we, we, we need to be thankful for one another. We need to be thankful for how people serve. Amen. I'm thankful for all these camera people that's sitting here making sure the gospel can go to the four corners of the earth. I, I'm thankful for everybody who serves in this house. I'm thankful for every one of you that showed up, even if you didn't want to. I still thank God that you're sitting in a seat right now listening to the preaching of the word of the Lord. I'm thankful that you took your gas money and came to the house of God. I'm preaching and I'm saying, yes, help me, Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that you prayed this morning. I'm thankful you didn't come into the house of God with a bad attitude. And if you did, I'm glad you done got rid of it by now. I'm thankful that you didn't walk up in here thinking you all that in a bag of chips. I'm thankful that you came up in here with a humble heart and said, whatever supply I can bring to the house of God, I came to bring it with all I got today. I'm thankful that you didn't leave your spouse's past week. I'm thankful you didn't give up on your family. And I'm thankful you still got God in the first part of your heart right now. I'm thankful for all that and more. How can you be that way, pastor, even though you know folk hate on you, no people talk about you, because it ain't about them, I remember. I can remember what God has done for me. And can we be transparent right now? I can remember how God treated me when I had a bad attitude. I can remember how God treated me when I didn't want to go to church. I can remember how God treated me when I didn't feel like lifting my hands. And he walked right into my life and said, hey, you know, it really ain't about how you feel. It's about your faith in me. And if you can break through this, I'll break you through everything else. And so when I remember what God has done for me, I know that he can do it for you. We staying right there. So let's go a little bit deeper. I believe God expects us to remember what he has done for us. Uh, and, and listen, if you've ever forgotten what God has done for you, it's everybody has done it. Just don't stay there. I, I, I believe God commands us to remember the things. Lift one hand and say, I will remember the things of God. I believe that God requires us to remember the times that, that he has brought us through. I know that's preaching cliche, but can I tell you something? It's still true. I believe that God expects us to remember the moments that he showed up. That he showed up. Hallelujah. I felt the Lord on that. That he showed up, church. Do you know he don't have to? But he did anyway. I thank God, Brother Trey, that he showed up even when I didn't deserve him to show up. I've had God show up even when I didn't ask him to show up. <laughs> 
I've had him show up in my life and wonder, God, what are you doing right here? Hallelujah. The times that he showed up, I believe that he commands us to remember those moments. Church, I don't know about you. I can't answer for you. But I can tell you through the preaching of the word today that if you find yourself in one of those moments where it feels heavy, if you find yourself in one of those moments where things seem impossible, if you find yourselves in one of those moments where it feels like your hands are a thousand pounds and you can't seem to lift them to the Lord and be thankful for anything. If you can just remember that he woke you up this morning. If you can just remember that he provided some clothes for you to wear. If you can just remember that God kept you safe all the way here. I believe that his goodness will come over your life right now and all that heaviness that's on you is going to break off of you. But because you will realize I remember how God had done it even if it wasn't but two hours ago I remember what he did two hours ago I remember what he did two years ago I'm just here to stop and tell somebody if you can remember when I think about the grace of God extended to me I don't know what it does for you, but it causes me to be humble. You find somebody that's done got caught up in their pride, they have forgotten. They have forgotten, like we said earlier, that God says, I hold your next breath in my hands. They have forgotten. God said, no, 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 you don't understand. I hold it all together. Everything that you can and cannot see is held together through my son, Jesus. That's in Colossians. He said, it's all held together through him. And when you get in a place of pride, you forget that it was only God that caused you to be where you are right now. Uh, we're going to preach in a minute, but I got to get you to a place where the devil gets off of you and all of that despair gets off of you and you turn around and cancel your pity party and you say God has been good to me and because God has been good to me back then I know that God's going to be good to me today. I'm not just trying to preach you to shout I'm trying to get you to remember that God is who he said he is. Oh my God. I'm just trying to get you to remember. Hallelujah. Uh, when I think about the grace extended to my life, how the blessings of God overflow on my life every day. Just when I think he blessed me, just when I think his blessings have ended yesterday, he meets me with more blessings today. Just when I think I have extended his mercy to the end yesterday, the Bible says when I wake up, his mercies are new every morning for me. Just when I think that I have, I have, uh, I have emptied his tank of grace on my life, God says you haven't even tapped into the reservoir yet, son. I remember. I remember, I remember when I think about how 
He heard my cry in darkness. I, I wasn't in light, sis. I, I, I wasn't in the church. He, but, but he heard my cry. How, He's sick. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He heard my cry. And it, it, it was, it, the cry was not even around a bunch of sanctified people. It was not even in the place that the cry should have been coming from. But he heard my cry in the midst of my darkness. I remember. I remember. I remember. It messed up my theology, but I remember. This is such a powerful truth. Everybody say truth. This is such a powerful truth in the kingdom of God that he makes it a command during the Passover. God tells the children of Israel, he says, listen, when you get into the season of the Passover, he said, now there's going to be a time where y'all sitting around the table and you're eating the Passover meal. He said, now, he said, he said, don't forget to tell them how you got here. He said, I need you to remember. He said, and just in case you forget to do it, he said, there's going to be somebody from your family that's going to come up. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He says, and just in case you forget, there's going to be somebody from your family that comes up and says, what does all this mean? What does all this mean? And he tells the children of Israel, he says, now be careful in this moment. He said, because this is your moment to give me glory. This is your moment to remember me. This is your moment to turn around and glorify me. This is your moment to sit them down and tell the story and remember what I have done for you and remember that when they come up to you and ask you what all this means, don't you tell them I was strong enough to get me through my toughest season. Don't you tell them it was my mind over matter. And don't you tell them I was just so good of a person that somehow I got there. He said, no, 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 no. Don't you tell him none of that. You tell him it was the Lord your God that made the Egyptians loose you from your bondage and I walked you out of that place. I split the sea and I brought you this far. He said, I need you to remember. I need you to remember Oh, hallelujah. This will cause you to become grateful. This will cause you to become thankful. And this will cause you to even become humble. I really think we're fixing some pride issues right now because you're just remembering that you didn't get you here. If it was on your own, you would have took your life. If it would have been all on your own strength, you would have been in prison. If it would have just been up to you, you'd be six feet under and just a memory in somebody's mind. But God said it wasn't just you. He said it was me. I got you to where you are right now. I think we need to take 10 seconds and give God some glory in this place because he woke you up, he brought you to this place, and he's allowed you to hear the preaching of the word. You ought to give God some glory.
Push your neighbor, tell a neighbor, I remember what he's done for me. Yeah. He says when y'all sit around that table, <laughs> I feel like... I didn't feel like preaching for a minute, but now I feel like preaching now. He said, when y'all sit around that table and they say, what does all this mean? He said, be careful in that moment right there. He said, because this is a moment that you can glorify me. He said, and when you begin to give me glory in a moment, I'll multiply your moments. And when you begin to give me glory over stuff, I'll multiply your stuff. He said, but if you begin to lift your own self up, he said, you got to realize then you're relying on your own strength. I want to talk to somebody in Facebook land. You ain't lifted God up in a while. You're all in your own feelings. You're all about yourself. But if you'll stop right now and just say, God, forgive me. I want to lift you up right now. I want to give you the glory that is due to your name. You'll find that dark season break off your life. What does all this mean? What does all this mean? Uh, you know, when you're sitting around this Passover table, what does all this mean? And they begin to tell them, they said, listen, whether it was them or whether it was their forefathers, they say our forefathers were slaves in Egypt. They had been there for over 400 years. They had cruel taskmasters. They were being whipped. They were being killed. And it didn't matter how much work they put in their hands. They had no increase from it. Oh, help me, Jesus. He said they were... They they were in a place where they could not get themselves out of but they began to cry out to God in a dark place called Egypt and God reached on the other side of a mountain and found a stuttering man by the name of Moses and said I'm going to cause you and anoint you to be a deliverer and he walked Moses into the land of Egypt by himself and he put him in front of Pharaoh and said tell him to let my people go and he said I work signs and I worked wonders and I worked the works of my hand all the way down to killing their firstborn to get you out of where you were. He said, but that wasn't, that wasn't the end. When you found yourself up against a wall and you couldn't get out and the sea was on this side and the Egyptians were on this side, he said, I showed up and I separated it and I made a way where there was no way. And when you were in the wilderness and you were thirsting and you couldn't produce no water, he said, I said, strike the rock and let the water flow out. And when you were hungry and you couldn't buy your groceries, he said, I opened the heavens and I sent manna down on you so you can eat to the full of all that you had. He said, this is what this means. This is what this means. Let me give it to you in today's term. Mama, why do you get up so early? on a Sunday morning and turn around and fight four kids and get them all dressed and turn around and make sure their little noses are clean and turn around and try to put some, shove something down their mouths before you, just so that you can get to the house of God in time to get into a my group. Mama, why do we do all this on a Sunday morning? Why do you fight hell and demons just to get us in a church? I need you to sit them down and say, baby, there was once a time where mama wasn't who you think she is today. Ah! But she was in a place where she could not even get herself out of it. But God came down 
around and reach me out of that miry clay. And so that's why I wake up every Sunday morning and I fight demons on Saturday night. And I fight you on Sunday morning to get you there because I remember what the Lord has done for me and it causes me to be thankful. Oh, Daddy, why do you sit down every week and write out that tithe check? Why do you give so much money to the kingdom? You need to sit around and tell them because there was a time where I was about to lose everything. I couldn't generate it on my own. I couldn't make enough. But God stepped in and said, if you'll do it my way, I'll raise you up in the midst of your poverty. I'll raise you up in the midst of everything that you're about to lose. And I'll bless the works of your hand. What does all this mean? Don't y'all have anything else to do on a Saturday evening at six o'clock instead of pray? What does all this mean? I'll tell you what it means. Because when I was lost and when I couldn't find my way home, there were some people calling on God in the midst of a prayer meeting saying, Lord, don't let him go to hell. Lord, don't let him stay addicted. Lord, don't stay in his darkness. Lord, don't let him stay in the place he's in. And God answered their prayers and they brought me. So I remember what the Lord has done. So I show up to a prayer meeting. I show up to a revival service. I show up to outreaches. I show up to what God is calling because I remember. I remember. I remember, I remember, I, I remember. I, I, I remember, I remember when your kid was in jail and you was weeping and didn't know what to do. I remember when the church got around you, laid hands and said, God, bring him out. Saving. I, I, I remember when, when, when the spirit of perversion was overtaking you and, and you couldn't get yourself out of that hole, but the church laid their hands and, and said, God, bring him out of that thing right there. I, I, I can remember. I, I can remember these things. And God just said, I need you to stop by and tell them, remember. Just remember. And when you do, you'll find yourself so thankful. You'll find yourself so thankful that you, you're saying, God, I, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise for a moment. Come on, let's give him praise. Hallelujah. I remember. I can remember, and this is so powerful. I was going to go in, I got four points. I'm going to leave them alone today. Y'all going to get to the grill early. Praise God. Look at you. Because the Lord didn't tell me to preach long. He said, just go and tell them to remember. Just tell them to remember. 
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. But I, 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 this is so powerful that Jesus takes one of the most holiest, one of the most holiest things you can do in the Bible. We call it Holy Communion. And he says, it don't matter whether you sing a song or not. Whether you do it, you don't do it. He said, it doesn't matter whether you're standing or whether you're sitting. He said, it doesn't matter whether there's a bunch of people around or it's just me and you. He said, the only way you can do it wrong is to not remember. Jesus says, when you come into this holy moment with me, as long as you remember, there's something supernatural that's going to happen. He said, now, if you don't remember, then you have become ritualistic. He said, but if you, it'll become a ritual. He said, but if you remember, it's no longer a ritual. Now it becomes your revival. Because you remembered. In other words, sometimes when we go through some tough stuff or sometimes when we, let me just say it for what it is, when we backslidden, we begin to run from God. We got a runner. We begin to run from God. But the only reason we run from God is because we have forgotten what he's done. Because if I remember that they spat on him, but he said not a word. If I can remember that they beat him, said not a word. If I can remember that they tied him to a whipping post while his blood was thrown through the air with every lash. If I can remember that even when he could have got himself out of it, he stayed in it. If I can remember that they put a cross on his back and had him carry it up a hill, and when they brought him to the top of the hill, they nailed him to a cross, and they nailed his feet to a cross, and they turn around and put over his head the king of the Jews and they and when if I can remember that they raised him up on that cross and he died on that cross and he died that day while they mocked him and he died that day while they ridiculed him and he died that day while they said if you are who you think you are pull yourself down off that cross if I can remember that blood poured down off that 
cross and it poured down off that hill and it's still pouring down 2,000 years later off a hill called Calvary and everything it touches it defeats if I can remember that the blood is still pouring down and when it touches depression it's got to leave and when it touches addiction it's got to leave and when it touches anger it's got to leave and when it touches religion it's got to leave and when it touches hatred it's got to leave and when it touches perversion it's got to leave if I can remember I'm almost a stand up if I can remember that that's what he did watch now stay with me look up here I'll quit running from him and I'll turn around and start running to him because I remember what he did on the cross I'll remember that he was raised from the dead. I'll remember that he walked around for 40 days showing himself. I'll remember that he sent his spirit on the day of Pentecost. But I'll remember that there is a day soon and very soon where the eastern sky is going to split and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to come riding in the clouds and those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds. I'll remember. And I'll realize I don't want to run from God any longer. Let me run to you, God. I'll remember. And God just said, Son, just stop by. Tell him, Remember. Bow your heads all over this place. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com